This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday livecast here on Twitch. Brought to you, as always, by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. Mm-hmm. And free shipping for orders $99 and up within the continental United States. Nice. Huzzah! That's a feather in your cap right there. Thank you. So I'm your host, Recius, and with me is my trusty sidekick, the Jason. Rotten Banana. Jason. Salty Banana is actually funnier. The Hidden Banana. The Hidden Banana. The Sneaky Banana. The ninja the banana. <laughs> All <laughs> manner of banana. Lots of bananas. I didn't even know. I just ate one, actually. That's because you're a healthy guy. Yeah. Uh, you know? Sometimes. Got to get your uh, protein. <laughs> what? <laughs> what banana are you talking about? <laughs> the, the healthy kind. <laughs> mm. uh, so besides vague, vague banana <laughs> innuendos, we also like to talk about gaming and all kinds of fun stuff. We have a packed show for you today. So mm. to everybody in Twitch, hello. Hello. It's always fun to chat with you. And then for those of you joining us via the podcast or the video cast on YouTube, hello. Hope you're all having a great day. So let's dive in because we have a lot to cover. Mm. So first of all, it's really good to be back. We were uh, away. Uh, a lot of the team has been gone for you know two weeks almost. And uh, we're just playing catch up. And it's good to be back. Always good to come home to sunny, beautiful San Diego. But uh, we were off at the Nova Open. For those of you who were watching the GW stream, you saw... Jeff, Frankie, and then of course Mariana in the background along with Martin and Dan and some of the other GW crew. They did an absolutely freaking awesome job. Yep. The stream was mm-hmm. so good. A big shout out and a big thank you to uh, GW for uh, taking that step to get uh, the, the community more engaged in organized play. Big shout out and a big thank you to Twitch. Twitch had it on the front page for a while. Mm-hmm. And there was big viewership. Thousands of people were watching. So yeah. Really, really great. And then I want to say a tip of the hat to the crew running the event. They put in 40 hours, more than that. They were live for 40 hours in four days. And then they were working like 60, Mm -hmm. uh, like 60 hours in four days or five days. So they really worked their butt off. And I think the the quality of it showed Uh, the stream was excellent. So I think this means exciting things for what's to come. Uh, If you did enjoy it, please take the time to email GW let them know what you thought about the coverage from Nova, because uh, if it goes well, that just means it's bigger and better for the future. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hit them up on their Facebook page, drop them a, a quick email. That'll really go a long way to show them that you all like it and you want to see more of that type of coverage at other events. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the more we get involved, the more coverage we get, the, it'll grow the hobby. It'll get more people excited to, to go do like events, mm-hmm. participate in the ITC, all the things that have really helped move everything forward. Um, I, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, we had it on here the whole week. So, so Thursday through Sunday, we were all here. And um, I had it in the background. I, you know, I was running mats and I had it in the background listening to it. They did a really good job. They, they did. did a really, really good job. It was seamless. Every time I looked at the viewership, it was between 1,500 and 2,000. I'm sure it was higher at certain times. But just for me, just glancing every once in a while. So a lot of people yeah. were watching it. It was <clears> great to see. 
when it peaked, it was like uh, pushing 3,000. Right. I think it went above that a couple times, but uh, it was great. It was a really, really good, mm-hmm. really good show. And uh, again, we want to give uh, our, our give, give some mad props, as the kids say. Is that still what the kids say? I think so. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I'm a little out of touch these days. But, uh, <laughs> they did a great job. And of course, if you want to go check out the VODs, check out Games Workshop's Twitch stream, their channel, and mm-hmm. uh, you can check those out. Yeah. So well done to everybody. Uh, we also have an FLG Facebook live auction for the secondhand shop coming up on Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. These are a lot of fun. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, great deals to be had. Some really, really beautiful models. And this this month is no exception. We've got some incredible stuff. we got a big Nurgle lot, uh, some Horus Heresy uh, 30K items. We have a um, uh, some Forge World kits, new in the bag. A beautifully painted Corvus Blackstar for the Death Watch. Faction, uh, a Tesseract Vault for Necrons. Super popular right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Necron players are playing Tesseract Vaults. Uh, we have an Incarn, really, really nicely painted uh, Incarn for Yanari. Uh, the Age of Sigmar terrain piece, the Sunken Ship. Mm-hmm. Again, very nicely painted. And a Scarbrand, uh, which is also gorgeously painted. And those are all going to be up for auction. So if you would like to take <clears throat> a shot at putting any of these in your collection, tune in. Again, that's Friday, the 7th of September at noon Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. It will be live on our Facebook page. Yeah. And you can jump in. It's a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. The 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 bidding is is everyone is having a good time when they're doing it. So yeah, if you like the Facebook page, you should get a notification um, as soon as we go live. Yep, it'll and show up on your uh, stream or and on your. A feed. little bird told me that Pablo got a new animal shirt to wear. Ooh. I know, just for that. Is and it another rhino shirt? It's not. It's a different animal. What? Yeah. I, I'm on pins and needles. Yeah, he said that there was a shirt that he wanted to get me. Unfortunately, they didn't have the size, and it was a um, there's a wolf. I was like drinking from a stream and in the background was it a, was crick a raised or a stream? It, probably a crick but so. it was it was raised a raised uh hill and on the back and the moonlight there was the the wolf pack was staring at the wolf <laughs> oh, right i got chills jeez <laughs> is it like a kind of a tie dye oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah that's the moon was just nice and big i love it <laughs> i love it and then the, the wolves were just contemplating they were just like that's the pack leader right there drinking from the crick. Yeah. I love it. It's a great shirt. Uh, I know. We, we, we love nature shirts here. We have a, a fondness yeah. for, you know, the more nature and the more Murica they get, the more. If I they like can them. tie in an American flag onto a bear somehow. Somehow. And the bears in the forest. Yes. Well, obviously. There you go. Yeah. So that's, that's a big moneymaker. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So Three Wolf Moon. That's what Jason wants. Right. For but the American flag is in the background. With an eagle. There has to be an eagle. Sure. Right. Or the Canadian flag. I like Canadian. Eh, that's like second best. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, don't ever send us an Australian flag shirt. No. With no. koalas on it. Well, you know what? If they had it with like all this, the, every single animal that kills people there. <laughs> I don't think it's the like shirt's big enough. It's like one ant, and it's like this thing will kill your family, and it's like the Australian <laughs> flag in the background. Or it's a koala drinking a Foster's. Or a human blood. <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah. Those drop bears. A, a ninja kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, That's enough. let's move on. So the SoCal hey, hey mail. Go to contact at frontlinegaming.org. Again, Reese Robbins. To our, to our Australian fans, we actually love you guys. Uh, 
So the SoCal Open is quickly approaching. We're less than two months away from the big event, and it is rapidly becoming one of the largest 40K championships events in the world. We cracked 200. And yeah, that means that as you come closer to the event, ticket sales pick up. So I I anticipate we're going to be 250 for sure, possibly more. So last year was how many? It was a little over 100? No, it was like one. We had like 135 that actually showed up uh, the day of the event. So um, if you want to participate, please grab your ticket sooner than later. The more lead time we have, the easier it is for us to get everything ready. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's going to be an incredible event. Uh, not only 40K champs, we also have a lot of other events, Shadespire. Mm-hmm. We have a very large Age of Sigmar uh, GT and all kinds of other fun stuff. 40K narrative that's sold out. I like think instantly. there was going to be some Warlord game stuff too, right? That's We're still, a little late to the, to the start, but I think somebody's going to be trying it out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we have plenty of room. So <laughs> if anybody does want to run an event, let us know. Yeah. And uh, we also have room for things like vendors and such if you're you interested do in doing RPG? so. RPG? Yeah. Vampire LARP. Ooh. It is the weekend before Halloween. So Ooh. what if you did Frankenstein LARP? Uh, keep talking. That's all I have. Oh. So it's you just, just all Frankensteins. You just walk around like Frankenstein? Yeah. Okay. Frankenstein's actually the monster, or is the, is the name of the um, The, the scientist yeah. that makes him. It's Frankenstein's monster. Correct. But the allegory of the book is that the real monster are the people. Right. Just like in every animal planet, top 10 deadliest animals, number one is always human. Yeah. Like humans are number one. You're like, ah, turn off. Yeah. yeah. A mosquito. <laughs> Mosquitoes kill more people than you think. Number else. one deadliest animal, robots. Like, oh, I believe that. There's a twist. I believe that. Uh, anyway, if you want to participate, please do. And bear in mind that uh, this will be one of the last opportunities to throw up massive ITC points coming into the home stretch leading up to the Las Vegas Open. There's not much left. I mean, there's a lot of events, but for like the large scale, yeah. heavy point, uh, influencers, what is it? SoCal then, and then, and then it's kind of we go into the holiday season. Mm-hmm. That's when the mm-hmm. the the kind of the competitive tournament scene goes into a lull because everybody's traveling. traveling. Yeah, and then it sort of picks up again. There's a couple events in January before mm-hmm. the LVO, but uh, this is one of the last like big big majors that you can uh, get to and get your scores. So yeah. check it out. We hope to see you there. It's October 27th and 28th in Del Mar, California, which you've heard us say multiple times. Del Mar is one of the most beautiful towns in California, right there on the beach. Mm-hmm. And the venue, the event is like, you know, walking distance to the ocean. So yeah. check it out. If you want to come bring your family, they can have a beach vacation while you're playing games. It, it works out really well. They can go to Legoland? They could indeed. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of fun stuff to do in San Diego. Then go to the, the zoo. The zoo. Uh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld. There's all kinds of fun stuff. So this week's GW pre-order includes a lot of items, uh, the most notable of which are a new Blood Bowl team. It's a shotgun of new pre-orders. Yeah, there's all kinds Shot of stuff. Uh, there's the Nurgle's Rotters. It's the new Blood Bowl team. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the Reaver Battle Titan for Adeptus Titanicus. Nice. Very, very cool. Uh, this game has been getting really positive reception. It's uh, turning out to be quite popular. So check that out. Grab those if you want to, of course, at a discount in our web cart and free shipping for orders $99 and up. And this is a very good segue because we're releasing a brand new FLG mat. Wow. Just so happens, coincidence of coincidences, it would be very appropriate for a game like Adeptus Titanicus. It is scaled for something similar to that game. Yeah, it's an eight millimeter Mm -hmm. scale uh, mat. Comes in every size that we make. Adeptus Titanicus is typically played on a four by four, but you can Mm -hmm. also play it on a six by four. And of course we have it in three by three and um, uh, six by three in the 24 by 14 display yeah. tray size. So great, Matt. We're also coming out in two flavors of it. We have perpendicular streets where they run in kind of a traditional uh, 
you know, north and south pattern. Mm -hmm. And then by popular demand, we're also releasing one with angled streets. So these two mats, it's the same design, just a different uh, orientation. Mm -hmm. Some people really prefer the angled streets layout. So grab one, grab both. Uh, this is available at 20% off during the release period, which is from now until September 17th. Mm -hmm. So if you want to grab this uh, for your games like Adeptus Titanicus, you could also use it for games like uh, Drop Zone Commander, yep. etc. cetera. Um, Heavy Gear is also in a very similar scale. Mm -hmm. uh, please do so, and you can go get it at a discount. Mm -hmm. Free shipping for $99 and up orders within the continental United States. So if you had your eye on something else, another mat, some terrain. Titanicus models. Uh, Titanicus models. Bottle them together. You free can get shipping. it all together, free shipping. Save yourself some money. Boom. So one, almost a one-click. It's almost a one-click bundle. No, it's not. It's a couple clicks. But you do save money, which is, I think, better than saving clicks. I like that name. Couple-click bundle. Couple-click bundle. Doesn't save you time. Uh, does save you money. Does save you money. I, I would prefer that. Games Workshop. Listen to that. Check it out. Tagline. So what, what do you think about this map? <laughs> I, think it, I think it's great. I think it's cool. <laughs> you really <laughs> sold it down. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, it's great for games. Like, um, even, even people who still play uh, Drop Zone Commander. Yeah, which uh, this would work for that as well. Yep, it's it's um, scaled a little big, but it's not. It's negligible. Yeah, but still, yeah. you know, it, it, you could put the buildings on there; it'd be fine. The roads would just be a little big, but yeah. it's not. A big I mean, it looks deal. as good as, as all of our mats. The detail is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Um, we make them here in house. Sometimes I do, depending on how busy we are. But that means you know quality is going to be there because we look at every single mat that comes off. Yep, it's like going to a Frito Lay factory, and you just eat those new Doritos. It's like buying a shirt with an eagle and an American flag on it. It's just as good. It. Just as good. Yep. So check it out. Grab it if you are interested, if you like Adeptus Titanicus or other games like it. This is probably a good fit for you. Yeah. So while we were at the Nova Open, GW did their mm -hmm. uh, preview seminar. Uh, these have become uh, a tradition mm -hmm. at the events. Very, very exciting. They had a ton of announcements, some really cool stuff. So we grabbed some of the highlights. I know most of you have probably already read the article on the Warhammer community site, mm -hmm. or you've talked to people that were at the event, so it was a lot of fun. But for those of you who aren't familiar with it, we'll go over some of the really exciting stuff. There's a new uh, orc game coming out, Speed Freak. Uh, Speed Freaks, it's very similar to Gorka Morka. You have all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, it shows it, basically it's a delivery method for the new orc yeah. vehicles, which are amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful models, but it's a fun game that you can yeah. play with them too. Do you think the race car Models are also going to be for 40K? They are. Okay. They are for sure. That's an interesting aesthetic. I love it. The, the actual race car looking What's well, it's... Uh, I, I, like, I like a lot of the stuff that I've seen. Uh, the new buggy. The, uh, yep. the war boss. Mm -hmm. The war boss. Warbike, is... Which looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Just seeing that makes me want to do a whole army of mounted orcs. Because I think that's going to be popular when this comes out. But the, yes, the, the race car one for me just doesn't do it, unfortunately. It's Orkio Andretti. Is that the name? No, that's just what I'm going to call mine. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, it's a little different, but it, it's a departure from kind of like the normal right. Grimdark. But it still looks very orky. Mm -hmm. I, I've been lucky enough to see these models in real life. Yeah. And it, it very much is an orky vehicle. It's just got a sick <clears throat> spoiler on it. Got to make a spoiler really big. Like somebody who has like a 96 Honda Civic. Mm, with the whale tail. Yeah, lowered. Big old spoiler. Bright colors. Huge muffler on there. Just make it loud. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, so that's one of the very cool releases. They also previewed... Uh, a new orc rule, Daka Daka yeah, Daka. This is cool. This was absolutely necessary. Any orc player like myself who's been in a situation where you literally can't shoot somebody. Yeah. Yep. Oops. Not fun. So uh, each time you roll an unmodified hit roll of a six mm -hmm. for an attack with a ranged uh, weapon made by a model in this unit, 
it automatically hits on a six and then further, let me see, uh, you generate an extra shot. So what used to be the uh, orc stratagem, mm -hmm. which uh, met to <laughs> underwhelming right. uh, fanfare uh, from a lot of the community. Some people were outright upset, but yeah. hey. Look. But this works on anything that they're shooting, right? Mm -hmm. So like anything rockets, that has any ranged attack. Anything that has the rule uh, gets this. So not only do you hit on a six, you get an extra shot. Mm -hmm. uh, it really helps orcs a lot. It helps it's, a lot. It's unique and it's fluffy. And it's going to make like boys who are shooting, you know, 120 shots. Even you're going to need a dice app. Dice app. Dice app. This. Dice app. Orcs are. This a, might be the push for the dice app. Well, think it like you can use the dice app. You don't even need anybody's permission. Like right. it is a GW legal product. Mm -hmm. I use it all the time, and the way it works out, like we've said multiple times, yeah. is like when I play my corn army, when <clears> I have <throat> like hundreds of attacks with rerolls, mm -hmm. I'm just like. Do you seriously want... I normally just remove the unit. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, a lot of times... But the odds don't... of me actually surviving this yeah. are so low, and we're going to waste 15 yeah. minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> it just it makes you like... It, the way it works, too, is yeah. that you only use the dice app when you're doing, like, 30 shooter boys yeah. with 60 shots, re-rolling, like, they're possibly re-rolling right. some certain dice, having sixes generate extra time. It just takes for freaking ever. Yeah. And then with the dice app, when you're doing the buckets of dice, it's, you do it in seconds. What would have taken you minutes... By counting and sorting your dice, yeah, and as, as and everybody just, just trust it that it's the same randomization that you're getting by throwing the dice. There's no difference. And it was funny because like, I was talking to people at Nova about it, yeah. And I'm like, dude, why don't you? Because I saw people with like hordes, and I'm like, oh man, you should use the dice app. He's like, no, man, I feel like it rolls lower than normal, and I'm like, it's not true, but there's yeah. the perception. Yes. So uh, there is an actual difference in you physically rolling a dice and hitting a button. There's yeah. no difference. Because again, it's not Unless a list. You have special dice. It's not a list of yeah. But these these dice are really special to me because yeah. they uh, they have all sixes. They're, it's not a list of numbers. Uh, again, it's not just you know, it has a physics engine and it actually digitally rolls dice. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, the similar or the same software that they use in Vegas mm -hmm. for like digital craps machines, right? Yeah. So it's you know, no, no one's gonna be hacking I mean, it's, the dice. The thing out. is, it's still new. It's still new. Yeah. People will get used to it. But yeah, it's funny. Some of the feedback is funny. I know. And I get it. Like it's a tactile game. People like to roll the dice. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting to the point that we're at now, where like a unit of corn cultists with Scarbrand has 160 attacks or something, Ooh, yeah. or, or boys can get up to that. Um, it just doesn't make sense to actually roll all those dice. It's so tedious. So in those instances, you use the dice app. But for everything else, for all the other rules of the game, like you're not taking a single armor save on the dice app. You could. That's silly, right? Like you just roll the dice. Yeah. For me, it's when you start to go like 30, 40 dice and up, that's mm -hmm. when I use it. Yeah. So, yep. At any rate, Daka Daka Daka, it's uh, gonna be a welcome change for orcs. For those of you out there that were dissatisfied with the Daka Daka mm -hmm. uh, stratagem, well, here you go. This is a great, that's a great rule, army yeah. special rule, wide rule. And from what we have heard, all the orc stuff might be coming pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, they've announced it at Nova, they were saying October, Perfect. so get prepared. Yep. Uh, in great. other news, this is really exciting to us. Uh, the Warhammer community team has announced that they're going to be stamping events, the Warhammer community approved events. And what this is, it's an endorsement of uh, an event. They're saying that we've been here. Mm -hmm. We approve of this event. They've been uh, in operation for an extended period of time. And then events will accumulate these stamps year after year mm -hmm. as a continued endorsement of, uh, of GW endorsing the event. And they were saying that the, some of the qualifiers are going to be like the size of the event, the professionalism and the way it's run, mm -hmm. that they have really good terrain. Uh, some of the things that have caused issues um, retroactively, 
with some of the other events. Um, and then it also gives a target for events that are aspiring <clears throat> to get this mm-hmm. type of coverage or that want this endorsement. It gives them like a benchmark like, hey, right. this is what you're shooting for to possibly get this uh, recognition. So mm-hmm. we think it's great. Um, Sounds like they have different levels to start off with as well. Yep. Yeah, because a lot of people have been giving him feedback like, hey, yeah. I, see you, I see you at the LVO, I see you at Adepticon, I see you at Nova. Uh, how do I get How do I get my event to, mm-hmm. to meet this standard? And uh, it was a little ambiguous, but now they're, they're, they're defining it, and I think that's only better for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person out there that's considering going to an event, well, now you know that if you see that stamp on an event, you know it's a high-quality uh, uh, event that you can go confident that you're going to get your money's worth and have a good time. Yeah. Also, GW announced that uh, Canis Rex or the Night Perceptor is coming out. Nice. Uh, I guess there was a there was a delay mm-hmm. uh, in its release. So this is a very cool character night. And uh, not only can you play it as Canis Rex, who I love his backstory, the Breaker of Chains, the Freer of the Oppressed. The Mother What's of not, Dragons. The Mother of Dragons. Mm-hmm. What's not to like about it? The Night Perceptor is also really good. And Helverins are, are Warglaives are, are popular too, but Helverins are tremendously popular. They're right. just a great vehicle. I know. This guy buffs them. So, hey, it's a list that writes itself. Does he buff the Castellanite? He does not. Dang. Want more money back. It needs more. It needs some help. It yeah. needs help. The Knight Castle. We'll come talk on, about come that. On, GW. We will talk about that. Uh, in other news, very exciting. Yes. They were showing off after decades. I know. This, decades. This is the, the thing that I'm most excited about. I am extremely excited for this. Frankie was like giggling Retooled like a schoolgirl. After he spent after so he, much money. Buying all those metal sisters, getting yep. painted by so, a fantastic studio, by the way. Yeah, the, the yeah. Frankie Sisters Battle Army is gorgeous, and it was painted by the FLG Paint Studio. Mm-hmm. But GW started talking about mm-hmm. Plastic Sisters, showing off some uh, previews and tidbits. Mm-hmm. People were losing their minds. This is super exciting. Decades of waiting, and here we go. Plastic Sisters on the way. I can't wait. Still in development, and they are taking feedback, which is nice. Yeah. So they've yeah. already released um, images of the weapons. Um, now they did the faces, the heads of them, you know, taking some negative feedback, but mostly positive feedback. I mean, feedback. of course, I mean, God, our community is so full of whiners and complainers. I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Yeah. Like there's, there is some good feedback in there, but a lot of it's just people just belly aching. And it's right. like, that's a part of the hobby. You're free to, to complain. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you really want your voice to be heard, don't just be negative. <laughs> be, be, yeah. You can be honest, but you can deliver your feedback in a way that's not abrasive and makes right. people want to just delete whatever you say. But this is going to be amazing. I think it's, they look it's awesome. Almost, it's going to be pretty much a, a new faction release at this point. Yeah. And pretty much, I would say. I totally agree. Yeah. And they did say that Chapter Approved uh, is going to have a beta codex. Mm-hmm. Never done this before. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to play the rules, give your feedback to GW, and then when the, the actual codex comes out, whenever that may be, uh, they'll incorporate that feedback. So... This is very exciting Yeah. on, on multiple levels, not just because the models are going to be badass, mm-hmm. not just because Plastic Sisters is something we've been waiting for since like the 90s, mm-hmm. but also because in the structurally the way it's going to be done, it's going to be very interactive with the community. Yeah. I think this is super awesome and positive. I just, I, just the heads, I love the aesthetic. I mean, they really are taking on the whole like warrior knights. Yeah. Like, they you look, know. they look badass because yeah. some people have been like, oh, they look mannish. And I'm like, what, what do you want? Like. Giselle, you know, like these are well, girls. Well, they want them to look like the poster in the room of their anime. <laughs> they want them to look like their anime body pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame them. The thing is, like, these are supposed to be like warrior. The they're warrior women. They're yeah. supposed to look badass. They look fantastic. I, I love any them. of the negative feedback. Yeah. But whatever. 
Um, so exciting, exciting. And every month they're giving us new snippets. Like they, like I said, they already showed us weapons. Now they're doing faces. Like, I think I just great. can't wait. I can't wait to see the redone armor. I, dude, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. the multi-part kits because you know they're going to be baller. Yep. All right, very excited for this. But the model that is closest to my heart, nearest and dear to me, uh, as a, a an orc player with a gigantic orc army, and I, I'm just waiting for the codex because I'm mm-hmm. going to smash people with that when it comes yeah. out. Uh, I think you never know, but um, uh, the orc codex. I think if you're an orc player, you're going to be extremely happy mm-hmm. and excited. But the new orc war boss on the like war bike trike, mm-hmm. everything about this, I love it. The driver with the uh, like super awesome like Mad Max mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, the war boss on the back, just punching people with his claw. Different type of claw too. This one, it's it looks like more of a mechanical, like he's he's holding on to yep. it, and it has like a piston. Yeah. That closes, that clamps it. I, I love it. Like I absolutely. I mean, this love with it. the new buggies, maybe not the race car, but like this stuff is in just. I, I'm just like envisioning like awesome, like fully mounted orc armor. Mad Max. Just, Boys just hanging out of the bi- uh, out of the trucks, running up the field, yeah. screaming. It, it's going to be amazing. Can't I, I can't wait for the, yeah. the or I've just been patiently waiting for the org decks to drop. People are going to be really happy, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but yeah, this model is phenomenal. And there, there's so many good models on the way, but this is just one of them. And gosh, it's great. It's going to be a good fall. It is. Yeah. yeah. It has been a great year for 40K. I mean, what, just, for Games Workshop, it's been oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also announced a new expansion for Warhammer Underworlds, aka Shades, Shadespire, and this mm-hmm. one is called Night Vault. Yep. It features uh, Night Haunts and um, um, Stormcast. Stormcast. It's, it's the uh, extremist chamber. They're, they're wizards. So this is introducing a couple new game mechanics into Shadespire, which is magic, mm-hmm. and uh, also kind of tying in with the, the new edition of Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. The, the featured armies have been Night Haunts and Stormcast Eternals. Right. Getting more of that. More models. New models, too. It, if you don't necessarily play Shadespire or you want to do bolts, you can add these to your Stormcasts. Um, absolutely. And they look they yeah. look freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The Nighthaunt army, just like, I would have never guessed a ghost army would be cool, but it is... How cool it looks. Yeah. Amazing. It's it turned out to be extremely popular, too. Look, there's one... There's a Nighthaunt carrying his skeleton head. He's carrying his head. It's That's great. Cool. I really like the extremist uh, chamber wizards for mm-hmm. Stormcast. Like, they look freaking great. I don't think I'll ever play Stormcast Eternals just because like the overall aesthetic isn't the most appealing to me. Mm-hmm. However, these models are I think if you replace awesome. the heads. If you did a head swap on every model, mm-hmm. I, do, I don't like the baby face mask. It just doesn't do it for me. What if you use like Space Marine helmets? Or Space space Wolf helmetless heads. That's I've seen that conversion done. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. So tons of new stuff yeah. on the way. <clears throat> Get excited if you're an Age of Sigmar, Shadespire, 40K, Titanicus fan. Basically, if you play Games Workshop games, the future is bright. Mm-hmm. Get pumped. So we have all kinds of ITC events coming up this weekend for 40K. We actually have three GTs. It is getting crazy how many events are popping up and how many events are growing. So we have Warzone Central Coast 4, and that's in New South Wales, Australia. We have That's a GT event. We have the GT, the Chicago Open uh, GT. That's at Grognar Games in Roselle, Illinois. And we have a GT in Quebec. Warzone Montreal, Gerard Filion. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's up in uh, Quebec, Canada. So nice. got a lot of international events. Get your GT. Again, you need at least one GT in your score to max out your ITC score. So, this weekend, there's so many events internationally, which, you know, so is many. fantastic. I'm, I'm happy to see that growing more and more, you know. It's, it's this taken weekend, off. we have, I mean, how, there's in England, a couple in Canada, mm-hmm. one in Sweden. 
So like if anywhere where you guys are, are living, you can start racking up points. You can. Yeah. The Kiwis are loving it too. There's been a lot of events in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. uh, they've actually been asking to track their own Mm -hmm. score because it is it is difficult to go to Australia, which is the next closest right. event. So that's something we can take a look at. The Netherlands has one this weekend. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really it's really picked up in uh the UK and Europe. Perfect. Um it is yeah it's I mean we hit critical mass I think last year. It's just mm -hmm. going bananas. Yeah. Uh, we also have a bunch of Age of Sigmar ITC events this uh this month, including a GT, the last rights GT Ooh. in Castle Rock, Colorado. But there's a ton of other events all over the place. So jump in, participate, have fun, get your points. Yeah. Good time. Uh, I can't wait for Nova Open to hit because for the first time in a really long time. Are you going to move up? I'm, this guy yeah. will be in the top 100. <clears throat> I haven't been in the top 100 of the ITC mm -hmm. in like three years, yeah. which is ridiculous. But uh, last year I barely got to play. I went to like one GT. That was it. I was mm -hmm. so busy. Um, but this year I've actually been able to play quite a bit. So it's and it, I've been super enjoying Try to it. Try win the ITC yourself. That'd be amazing. I obviously cannot, will not happen. <laughs> but uh, I did really well. That, imagine the gnashing of teeth. Oh, that's it. It's not the even, wailing. Oh, it'd be great. We never. No one in the staff can ever get any prizes. That's totally unethical and is not going to happen. <laughs> but I will see how high I can challenge rise. accepted. I will see how high I can rise in the rankings because. Uh, it gave me a little thrill because I was calculating my score. I was like, ooh, I'm going to be like in the top 60. Yeah. Plus, we got a GT that we're going to, which we want to go give a shout out to. Uh, Nick Card, all around great guy, good friend of ours. They're doing the uh, a GT here in, L in uh, Montclair. Lake Forest. Lake Forest. Mm -hmm. In LA, uh, if you're around Southern California, you might want to check it is out. Is that a GT? It is a GT. They have 50 something people coming. It's not on here. It's not this coming weekend. It's, oh, it's the weekend it's, after. It's the weekend after. Uh, I think they're, they're I Ooh, think they're so, I have, so you're saying I have a week and a half to get my whole army painted. Just get it base coated. We'll, we'll break out the airbrush and we'll get three colors on okay. the army. All right. And that, that's not a problem. But we're excited. We're going to go to that. It's going to be really fun. It's at a bowling alley. They have a bar. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a, a blast. So you can bowl in between, right? Yeah. Like, well, I think anytime there's a rules dispute, right? Go whoever there whoever bowls the best. The, 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 the judge is like, got to roll them, boys. Got to roll a strike. Up, whoever <laughs> rolls higher. That'd be yeah. so fun. Uh, bowling is good. I like bowling a lot. I'm terrible at it, but I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, so that'll be fun. But yeah, I was, I guess I got 117 points from Nova. Wow. Uh, so I was really <laughs> pumped. I was like, oh yeah, here I come. Well, the top 10 has changed dramatically. We, we had a big shakeup. So why don't we talk about that? Uh, 40K ITC top 10, big, big shakeup. So for the first time that I can remember, we have uh, a, a, an Englishman. Wow. Number one, Mike Porter, who won, who... He got second at the LGT, but he got a perfect battle score. He crushed everybody he played. Uh, Mike Porter throwing up a gigantic 721-point score. Well done to him. What was him. his last one that he got? He just won another event in the UK. Okay. So, I mean, he's just crushing everybody. I hope he comes to the LVO because mm -hmm. he is sitting pretty to win the dang whole thing. Yeah. Hey, flights are cheap to Vegas. They are cheap to Vegas. Internationally as well. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, if you're listening, first of all, well done. You're representing your, your, your countrymen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, wow, 721-point score. That is massive. Uh, so he's displaced Matt Root. And, Mike, we hope to see you at the LVO. Uh, it would be cool to see somebody come from uh, outside of North America. Oh, Sean Naden. And take it. Or not Sean Naden. Who's the guy? Uh, Alex. Alex won Alex the won. LVO. But they, obviously, they, back then, they didn't have the opportunity to get the scores. Mm. But now with so many events scoring points, 
uh, like the, e, the ETC singles event, the ESC, mm-hmm. the European Singles Championship, scored ITC points. The LGT, which obviously was a massive score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's events just popping up all over the place. So uh, well done. Yeah. Well done. Cool. He's displaced Matt Root, who drops down into second place with a 691-point score. Josh Death drops into third with 644 points. And then we have Nick Nanavati moving up into fourth place, uh, just four points behind Josh Death. Nick did uh, really well at uh, – he did very well. Are oh, the Nova, Nova scores in here yet? Not yet. So Nick might actually he, – He's going to move up. up. Yeah. yeah, I'm almost positive he's going to go up. Yeah. And then Trent Northington drops into fifth. Trent also did extremely well at Nova. Uh, it was good to see him. Mm-hmm. And then our boy Jeff Robinson drops down into sixth. Fortunately for Jeff, he chose a different route, he, a different path. He and Frankie, unfortunately, can never win now because they're yeah. – assuming that everything moves forward mm-hmm. and they continue to be announcers – um, it's going to be very difficult for them. Could you go to just like a ton of small events or you ever? can't, or do the, you, have the, to, you have to go to these big ones. You have to go to the big ones. Yeah. And that, that's totally on purpose. Right. right. Cause like you need to go win the big events to prove that you're the best. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to win five RTTs <clears throat> and never leave your local community and then somehow win the ITC. That just doesn't make it's mm-hmm. That's not as difficult as going to Nova and Adepticon and LVO or mm-hmm. LGT or whatever. Uh, and overcoming hundreds of opponents. Got it. So that, that's totally, and then that obviously makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't be a golf pro by winning, you know, putt-putt. Right. It is, that, that doesn't make sense. Uh, 40K ITC hobby track. Uh, we have Matthew uh, Bodnarchuk has moved into first place. Love that name. Yep. Absolutely love it. Lou Rollins moves into second. Jeffrey Merrick in third. Nick Gower uh, stays in fourth. And Antonio Cedeno retains his fifth place standing. Age of Sigmar, ITC top 10, of course, uh, when the Nova ITC points go in, this is going to change a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but that hasn't happened just yet. Uh, Joe Cryer retains his first place finish, or his first place ranking, excuse me, followed by James Thomas, Matthew Pashby in third, Matthew Jones in fourth, and Josh Harvey in fifth. ITC hobby track, Philip Verduzco moves into first place. Well done. He displaced Laljeet Sidhu, who moves into second. Joe Halfacker, Halifacker. I think it's just Hal Hal Facker. Hal Face. Hal Facer. Hal Face Ray. Okay. <laughs> half Acre. Oh, it is Half Acre. No, it's not. I can't read. Uh, it might be. Anyways. Joe Half Acre <laughs> moves into third place. Mm-hmm. Josh Lara in fourth, and John Christensen moves into fifth. A lot of movement there. Shadespire ITC hobby track. I'm sorry, uh, Shadespire competitive track. Mike Course retains his first place standing, followed by. Why are you moving around? No, you're just in the hobby track. No, I'm, it's Shadespire. I need to... Would you, don't, you, you don't have the top 10. Your job is to put the, the list and my job is to read it. That's just a hobby track. No, it's Shadespire. It's a competitive track. I need to change the... Oh. So Mike Horse in first. Uh, Michael Rundles moves into second. Brandon Ulick moves into third. Andrew Everhart drops down to fourth. And I assume his brother, cousin, friend, uh, Matt Everhart drops into fifth place. Well done, everybody. Very cool. So let's talk about uh, the Nova Open. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to put in the completed commission of that towel. We'll have to save it for next week because that was a gorgeous. I forgot to add in oh. that towel commission that we just did was yeah. gorgeous. Check it out over at Frontline Gaming or it's at uh, FLG now. Paint Studio. The only downside is the client was like adamant about not having basing done. And I was like, I actually like it. Oh. looks good with the plain black bases. I like it. Yeah, that. but sometimes you get like that great paint job and they're like, yeah. no, 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 I'm going to do the basing. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And yeah. You can load it up on the screen if you if you don't yeah, mind. If you guys want to see it, what we're talking about it's a, a digi digital camo towel. It's so good that 
was like, I'm like, I don't know how we're gonna do this paint scheme. And I have one artist who I always give these difficult projects to, and, and he's he like, kills them. no problem, boss. And he kills them, yeah. Jeez. So yeah, de definitely check these out. And again, flgpaintstudio.com if you mm -hmm. wanna see uh, I know, hundreds, probably a thousand at this point. A million. Pictures of, of our work, cranking it out. And if you wanna try and paint with us, we're always taking applications. Yeah. Head us up at paintingatfrontlinegaming.org. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to see if you would be a good fit to join the team. If you wanna pop over to the chat, uh, I would like to talk about Nova Open. First of all, great event, had a blast, always yeah. do. Um, <clears throat> ton of fun to hang out with people that you only see there. Mm -hmm. To all of those, uh, all of, those uh, of you in chat that took the time to come up and say hello, introduce yourself, mm -hmm. uh, thank you for that. I had so many nice people just saying like, you know, thank you for everything you do. Mm -hmm. We appreciate the content, we appreciate your positive voice. I know sometimes online people are like, oh, you guys are too positive and it's like, Hey man, we get people all the time. We had a, had a gentleman who literally was like, I was gonna quit the game, but then you guys always trying to look for the, for the good and the positive and things that kept mm -hmm. me in the hobby. So bear that in mind, you know, you don't have to be negative. Yeah. Uh, you, <clears throat> even when you are negative, you can do it in a way that's just not scathing and crappy. But, and there's nothing negative about the game. I know, you know. Yeah, those are those same things that could be improved for sure, but the game's kicking ass right, right now. Or, sorry, I should phrase that differently. Like there's so much good, like, it, people who are overly negative are focusing on one thing that they don't like. Yeah. And you know, it's just a part of the hobby. Like people, mm -hmm. th like the thing that we always tell each other internally when mm -hmm. people are being really shitty and negative, mm -hmm. it's like the people are doing this because they care about it. So try to keep that in mind. Yeah. Like don't let it get to you when people are being lame. Just remember like they're only taking the time to uh, tell you these things because they really care about what's happening. Mm -hmm. So try to keep it in, in that light. But again, to everyone who came up and said hello, thank you. It means a lot to us. It really does mm -hmm. to get that that positive feedback when people are like, I appreciate everything. And went out and had some beers with, with people and probably a little too many on one night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but I had a great time. A couple uh, of brewskis. I, yeah, I met, ended up meeting these awesome people and then everyone's like buying rounds of shots and stuff. Yeah. And you, you know how that goes, but we had a great mm -hmm. time. And um, just generally like had seven fun games. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so, I'm gonna have to go next. Next year, somebody else has to stay here. <laughs> yeah, and it, thank you to Jason yeah. who held down the shop. It looks like so much fun because it's basically just like Pablo, Jason, and a couple. Just it was like skeleton crew running yeah. things. So that's tough because we work our asses off here, and when there's less of us, it makes it even more challenging. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you everyone for your patience who I interacted with. Oh, yeah. thank you in chat. I totally forgot about that. Um, who was that? Uh, Axis of Entropy. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot. They mentioned new Chaos Space Marines. When? I, I haven't seen anything about that. Oh, so we, I forgot to mention this in our highlight reel. Mm -hmm. There's a new uh, Warhammer Quest game. It's called Blackstone Fortress. Mm -hmm. And it features... Um, I, I don't know how much I can say or not say, so I'm going to choose to say less. It features a very new and exciting faction oh. uh, that they've not done models for facing off against uh, Chaos... And they mentioned new Chaos Space Marine models, which everyone in the whole audience was just like, <gasps> but there's no, they just mentioned that there's not actually. They didn't show any pictures stuff. yet, unfortunately. Um, they're amazing. Yeah. They are absolutely, they, uh, if you're a Chaos player, get pumped because you are going to be so stoked. So well, we don't know when that's coming, but, but hang in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and they made a cool video. Cool. Uh, it, it, it's, ugh, there's so much good stuff on the way. I can't even remember it all. Yeah. Uh, so Axis of Entropy, thanks for bringing that up. 
um, yeah, that's I'm hyped for that. I can't wait for everybody to, to see everyone's reaction to it because it's going to be so badass. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very exciting. Uh, but yeah, to all of you who said hi, great. Uh, it was really cool to meet everybody, hang out, drink some beers, play some games, just enjoy uh, being an attendee at an event instead of running an event. It was nice right. to do that. Uh, so 40K uh, at the Nova Open, lots to talk about. Uh, kind of the big news is that basically the same list took first, second, and third. Yeah. I know. I and, was, and won the Invitational. I was like, as the, the games were progressing, I was starting to look, because one of the cool things about BCP is that you can look at people's lists. So I, I kept seeing, the one thing that, that drew my eye when I first started looking at it was everybody in the top 10, not everybody, but the vast majority has said catechins. I'm like, all right, what is this? So I'd look, and it was almost the exact, they there's almost, a couple yeah. things here and there, and the funny thing is most of them were on the same team. I mean, in the Invitational, almost half the people right. there had, the, had like the same list or a variation of the list. Yeah. And it's uh, Blood Angels because the Smash Captains are hyper efficient. Yeah. Uh, either just three. They can fit anywhere is the, yeah. big, the, the thing. They're, yeah. they're ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. uh, the Knight Castellan, which is like ridiculously good. Yeah. And then Catachans, who are ridiculously efficient because they're strength four. They can get multiple attacks at only four points. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, it's all these hyper efficient things. But the core. The core concept, the number one thing everyone was complaining about, not, I wouldn't say complaining about, the people that were giving constructive negative uh, feedback was, and I heard it over and over, and if you're on the forums, Facebook groups, whatever, everyone's saying the same thing. It's some armies get too much command points, some armies don't get enough. Yeah. And the regeneration ability, <laughs> like everyone was like, this sucks. Because if you, that is the 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 core part of what makes that list work is that yeah. they have almost unlimited command points like smash captain the blood angel smash captain specifically needs a ton of cp mm -hmm. to do his thing the castellan needs like a, a ton of cp yeah. to do his thing and if that were to change and of course we're not saying it is or it isn't mm -hmm. but if that were to change you take a lot of the teeth out of that list yeah right and that was what everybody was talking about and, um, and i run it i run that list it's extremely efficient. Got to give uh, credit Tony Kopak, who uh, won the uh, Invitational. Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, he was the the father of that list. I, I, he went to ETC and just crushed everybody, mm -hmm. and then bam, everyone copied it as that as happens. Yeah. But um, uh, I played against the list twice. I lost both times. Uh, although in practice, my Space Marine Army, I I was e able to defeat that list. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about why I lost. Um, because I totally, 400% could have won the game. It was not an unbeatable matchup. Mm -hmm. Like I said, in practice, I defeated the list. Right. Uh, and one time I damn near tabled it. So um, it's not an invincible army. It's just extraordinarily efficient. So, you know, if you're going to a competitive event, you need to think about how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but the other big flavor was a, a Chaos Horde of some sort. And then the, you know, the mixed Eldar, mm -hmm. which it took a lot of different forms at the event. Uh, a lot of, like, Nick Nanavati, a lot of people went down that road where they're taking, like, grotesques and racks, really durable units to, to get those engineering points, which was a unique feature of the Nova missions, to get board control. And then you had your kind of, like, you know, usual suspects of Shining Spears, Dark Reapers, Farseers. Uh, of course, everyone, every Eldar player pretty much had Agents of Vect. Um, so that, those are really yeah. kind of, like, the common ones. That's then, a good counter to the, to the knight. The Castellan kind of list is, is those Harlequin. It is, yeah, it helps. Lists with uh, Dark Eldar to give them the, you can take away that um, when they need that reroll one CP if you're, everyone's doing House Raven. Because um, I know 
the one time I played against it, I was it was so frustrating because like you build this list to have this overwhelming firepower and you can't hit anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't go so far to say it's like super bad, but it's obviously too strong, right? And uh, yeah. when you see it that dominating of a performance, it's clearly crossed the line yeah. of going into the realm of imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, in from my perspective, I think most people would agree. Yeah. So. Um, the, well, when you know, everybody picks up on the same exact thing, yeah. it's it, they do the same in Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, uh, War Machine hordes. Uh, Privateer Press does it, where yeah. they see something doing too well at events, boom. Yeah, nerf, and it's for the better. It's for the betterment of the game. Yeah, correct, Fiasco man. He he witnessed uh, the 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 second time I played the Night List. Man, I was throwing ice cubes, and he was like, Reese kept his dice in the freezer overnight. It was bad, like. I had a two plus captain get killed by a hellhound in combat because I rolled all ones. And my even my opponent was like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it happens and yeah. you just, just got to get used to it. it. It's nothing you can do. It, everyone has been there. And the game evolves. The yeah. game evolves. Something might be really good now. In a couple months, it might not be. Games Workshop definitely has a finger on the pulse at this point with competitive games. What is too good? What's not good enough? Yeah. Just be patient. They're, yeah. They are so involved and they care. Like what the, the lead rules writer was a judge at the event. He was firsthand mm-hmm. seeing it. Who, by the way, awesome guy. And that was so nice of him to come and do that. Yeah, uh, seriously. It really was. And like that kind of hands-on experience, talking to players, mm-hmm. listening to their concerns. It's only going to make the game better. And we all know there's an FAQ on the way um, that comes in the fall. And I would be willing to say any, anybody who's got a brain in their head, can probably guess that some of the things that we're seeing that are a problem right now are probably going to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so in the meantime, if you did bring that list, and I'm like, hey, great job. Enjoy it. Enjoy sweet success. Yeah. And it's funny because um, at one point when I was looking at, I was just monitoring the, the scores throughout the days on the weekends. Most of the, a very good amount of the top ten players were from the same East Coast team. And they, yeah, all have, they all have the same yeah. list. Variation. Like, yeah. Basically, the, the Catachins that were part of the list had slight variations. Some guys had a few more Hellhounds. Some guys had a few more bodies. Some guys had a few more Mortar Teams, etc. Yeah. But it was essentially the same exact list. It was, it was good. basically the same list. It's a good and list. It would, obviously, it's the, I'd say it's the best list in the game right now. We've mm-hmm. proven that. Um, it is, it's, it's too efficient, mm-hmm. right? But uh, that aside, um, I think that's all you need to say about that. Sure. Uh, great, great list. Um, the We did actually see quite a bit of variety outside of that, which I thought was really cool. And um, for me personally, uh, I wanted to show people that you could still compete with pure Space Marines, <clears throat> that they still had gas in the tank. And, mm-hmm. and my goal was to get into the top bracket again with pure Space Marines, which I did. Mm-hmm. So mission accomplished. I was really pr- I was happy of that. I was proud of myself for, for being able to, to pull that off. Um, uh, I want to say thank you to all my opponents. For the most part, I had just great games, a lot of fun. Um, to Because I've been getting so many emails, I figured I'd, I'd talk about my list because a lot of people are like, what is this? How does this work? It's it's really not that complicated. Uh, I play Bobby G because I literally couldn't play Elias Isodon at uh, Nova. They had a rule where if there, for, if there is no model, you couldn't use it. Elias Isodon is a Forge World uh, character that does not have a model, so I couldn't use him. Mm-hmm. And the changes to the way Deep Strike works, my list... I used to have a deep striking Raven or a Raptors army. It doesn't, you can't really play it now. Um, it's just, it's too swingy. So I went with a old Papa Smurf, mm-hmm. Bobby G, who anybody who complains about him being too expensive, you are wrong. <laughs> he is worth every point. He is still insanely strong, insanely strong. 
And uh, I built a list that basically throws a lot of shots and a lot of mortal wounds downrange. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the core concept of the list. Um, thank you, Axe Entropy, for uh, subbing. We really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had 15 sniper scouts, mm -hmm. three devastator squads with heavy bolters, one with two heavy bolters and a missile launcher. Everyone was like, why? And it's like, I took it strictly to use the strats. Mm -hmm. Hellfire round, flak missile, which uh, due to the last FAQ, with a cherub, um, you can shoot the, the, the mortal wound shot twice, once per unit. So in the first three turns of the game, or maybe two, depending on what targets I have, uh, one of my Devastator squads is doing 2d3 mortal wounds at range with almost no opportunity to stop it, hitting on twos with a reroll. It's just like guaranteed damage, mm -hmm. right? So like I had shield captains flying in my face. I'm like, flak missile, boom, five mortal wounds, hellfire around, two mortal wounds, you're dead, mm -hmm. right? Like, and people were like, what? Like it just blew them away, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, here comes Magnus, you know, eat mortal wound, eat 4d3 mortal wounds. Yeah. And then you have snipers which, who with Guillemin are doing, you know, like six, seven mortal wounds a turn. Mm -hmm. um, so they're really good at killing literally anything in the game. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my, a lot of people right now have tons of characters. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, a lot of my opponents had to hide their characters because otherwise they just got thwacked. Yeah. Like my first opponent had a really, really strong uh, Zanger uh, list. It was mortal wound spam, smite spam. Ton, like the, the Zinger and Lighten with the bows are really good. Mm -hmm. But uh, he went forward kind of in his normal formation and his Demon Prince uh, with Warp Time and Aramon, um, uh, I just like black black yeah. instantly smoked him. And he was like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah. Oops. Snipers with Guillemin is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, in my original list, mm -hmm. I had 30. Mm -hmm. But um, I pulled him out to put in the company champion because I mistakenly thought you could make him the engineer. Mm -hmm. Turns out I found out you can't do that. So... I just kind of had a dude running around <laughs> for no reason. Mm -hmm. um, so my army puts out a ton of mortal wounds at long range. And then as you get closer, I have just a ridiculous number of shots mm -hmm. between the scout bikers, the stern guard, all the various bolters, Bobby G. Um, you just put out like, it's like a hundred and something reroll everything shots. And with the stern guard, they're AP2. Mm -hmm. They have a stratagem for plus one to wounds. They're really good at killing vehicles. Um, it's crazy how much damage you do. Like uh, my uh, one of my most challenging games I played against uh, a really, really nice guy, Trevor. And uh, that was my last game to get in the top bracket. He had 160 cultists, 60 zangers, a ton of, you know, Abaddon, all these characters. And it was like a 250 model count army and everybody was like, you're dead. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think so. Like, I, I think I can pull this off because... Yeah. You start taking out their support units. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just he, crumbles. He hit me with everything, mm -hmm. and uh, I got lucky. Tiggy popped Null Zone, mm -hmm. and I was able to tag both units of Zangors, and I, I obliterated him in one round of shooting. My opponent was like, he was just like, what just happened? Yeah, Because Tiggy gets Null Zone off really consistently, mm -hmm. and um, I was able to set up, um, I wouldn't really say I set up a trap. My opponent didn't have really any choice. He had to go into the trap because of the way his army works. And I was able to set it up so that when he comes in for his hammer, his hammer blow, mm -hmm. I'd screened him out really well with the scouts and one of my throwaway character mm -hmm. to keep him from able, being able to get in close to me. I counterattack and just, I killed like a hundred models in one turn. Nice. Right. So, um, God, that was a fun game. He had me on the ropes and I, I barely pulled it out at the end. It was really fun. But uh, the, the space Marine list has really the tools to take on anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and then G-Man, He's kind of hangs back, gives everybody the buff, and then by turn two or three, uh, uh, definitely by four, he's going up table and just killing everything. Yeah. 
he's so ridiculously good. It's stupid. Um, so I had some great games. I had uh, my round two opponent had a really cool demon army. Had a melee demon army, but it was a just a terrible matchup for him. I, I actually felt bad for him because he came in. You had a melee demon army. What are you going to do? He comes so he into me. Sat there. I popped then, Nullzone, yeah. and that was it. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, you're all T3 models with literally no save. Yeah. I felt bad. He was a super nice guy, mm -hmm. cool army, but it just... He What's just, the range of Nullzone? It's it's a six-inch bubble, but mm -hmm. um, with Tiggy, you can just you can move in advance. Like, it's really easy. He just easy. runs up, yeah. pops it, he just runs advances and pops it, yeah. and just stands there, everyone else is just nukes. And, they're just, yeah. and then, it's, then against my army, with like yeah. all the shots I have, you're mm -hmm. just dead. Yeah. Right, it's it's brutal. Yeah. It is absolutely brutal when it works. Um, and then my round three opponent, I played a, a really cool Eldar army. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, my opponent, Rio's Vanguard Strike. Mm -hmm. My opponent was really good. He he positions his whole army because I could literally couldn't see anything because the two big L shaped uh, buildings in the middle of the table. Mm -hmm. My army lines up. I'm like I I have like almost I can't see almost anything because mm -hmm. the way the angle worked out. So my opponent, of course, intelligently. Flies up right behind the L shape, right in front of my, um, uh, in front of my gun line, and mm -hmm. I, I literally can't see anything. Right. I'm like, I'm dead. On the next turn, he's gonna come over all the Harlequins, everything, and just annihilate me. So I was like, the only option, the only play I have here is to charge you. So then again, this is gonna sound as a pattern here. Mm -hmm. Tiggy rolls an eleven, or rolls a six. He goes 13 inches because of the plus one from Bobby G. Runs up right up to the wall, mm -hmm. pops null zone. And then uh, my smash captain jumps over the wall, kills 10 Harlequin bikes in one round of combat. Oof. My opponent's jaw just dropped, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. And that was, and that was a wrap, right? Mm -hmm. My stern guard charged through the wall, surround mm -hmm. a vehicle, blow it up. The unit inside dies because it can't get out. Yeah. And that was it. So it went from a turn to me getting probably just smashed into the dirt, mm -hmm. into, the, into the opposite. And yeah. again, my main man, Tiggy, making it happen. That null zone is it's really good. Stupid. Against a lot of stuff that relies on those. Well, because most of the things in the game right now yeah. rely on um, uh, invulnerable save. Right. Most of the really good units in the right. game. But um, <clears throat> the other thing is, Might of Heroes and Veil of Time are incredibly good. How many wounds does Tigurius have? Five. He's only four, so four he's wounds. missile. He's missile bait. Missile bait. Ooh. Yeah. So I would give himself yeah. the minus one to be hit to yeah. help make it less likely that the stupid missile would kill him. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wanted to prove a point. I wanted to do it with pure space marines, but yeah. the obvious play is to add in uh, like an ogre and bodyguard. Yes. So going forward, that's what Does I'm going to do. Does he work on Tigurius? I think no. I, I think I he's think, only he's he only astro militarum. Yeah. He's only astro militarum. But so that's now necessary, as you saw in those lists. Yeah. Everyone took everyone an ogre has and bodyguard it. because of the missiles. The stupid missile. If I remember yeah. correctly, there is a space marine unit that can jump in front of wounds. But to that point, that's mm -hmm. why I brought the apothecary, mm -hmm. is because the apothecary would heal my guys, and he is worth his weight in gold. He would just run them up with the characters. He would just run around following the characters, healing them. It's like dumb yeah. how good he was. Mm -hmm. um, like Smash Captain, guy, I would get an extra turn or even two right. out of him because of the apothecary. And then what, what I would do too, another little trick in my list, is if you had a Devastator squad, and so because everybody would shoot the Devastator squads for obvious reason to do mm -hmm. mortal wounds. I'd be like, oh, okay, um, I'm going to pull a heavy bolter. I'm going to use my uh, banner mm -hmm. to make him shoot again. I'm going to shoot another mortal wound shot at you. And then in my turn, the apothecary will bring him back to life. Mm -hmm. And then he'll shoot another mortal wound shot at you. So you got to kind of get this, this like, you're just spitting mortal wounds out right. in your turn, their turn. Mm -hmm. uh, really effective. Uh, I, I, would, I would actually consider taking two apothecaries. They're that good. Right. That good. Uh, and then the smash cat, the Imperial uh, Ultramarine smash captain is really effective. Mm 
Um, obviously, Ultramarine is not the best. It's like White Scars or Crimson Fist is the best Imperial version. But mm -hmm. with the Shield Eternal, you can't kill him with a dumbass missile, right? He, mine killed Blood Angel Smash Captains consistently mm -hmm. because they have to do uh, two successful wounds to me, or, or three, excuse me, because the Shield Eternal, I have to do two to them to kill them. Uh, and then again, with the Apothecary running around, uh, healing his homie, mm -hmm. my Smash Captain was doing absolute work. I know the Blood Angels one is, is more efficient, has more offensive yeah. power. But if you do want to play Space Rings, <clears throat> absolutely, I, I sure. fully recommend it. Because when you cast Mind of Heroes on him, mm -hmm. he goes up to T5. That means that other, um, you know, most of the things are wounding him on a three instead of a two. He gets five attacks mm -hmm. on the charge. You can swing again. Um, and he goes up to um, um, strength 10 mm -hmm. with the Samurai. So he's wounding knights on a three. So you get a lot of the same, like, output as you get with the Blade Eagles Captain. Again, it's not quite as good offensively, but his defense is significantly better. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I was super pleased with the way he worked. And then G-Man killed Blood Eagles Smash Captains like they were, like it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like every time he's like, get out of here, go away, mm -hmm. you're dead. Um, really, really good. So I feel like the list has all the tools you need to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, well, I will continue to play it. I love yeah. it. I think it's great. You're going to bring it to the GT next yeah, weekend? I think it will. Nice. Um, and then, of course, we got Chapter Approved on the Horizon. Mm -hmm. um, usually has points adjustments, so we might see some more love yeah. for the old Marines coming there. But overall, uh, really well. Then uh, my game with Juice, um, again, I got to say, Juice, awesome opponent. We mm -hmm. had a lot of fun. I don't know what got into me, but I played just terribly. I made so many mistakes. I don't know if I had, like, nerves mm -hmm. or or what. I, I, I normally play pretty tight. Yeah, I usually make a couple mistakes, but I was just, it was, like, so bad. Yeah. I forgot two psychic phases. What day was this? It was the first game. Uh, on Thursday? Yeah. First, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was well rested. Yeah. I didn't I didn't go drinking the night before. Right. I don't know what the hell got into me. Could have just been nerves. I mean, maybe it was because I usually am really calm. When Sometimes I when I'm in the first game of an event, I'm definitely out of sorts. Yep. Definitely. And it, yeah. And then I look back, I'm like, man, like I knew what to do, but I was so nervous and I was rushing to get set up. And yeah, it's usually the first game that like, it's a, even though I think Sometimes, like, I have the ability, my list is, is better than my opponent, or I'm better skill player. I'll, I'll win just by luck, and it's because I'm so nerve-wracked yeah. about it. And then I'm happy that I won, because my usually my follow-up games are very smooth and good, because yeah. I have the nerves out of me, right? It's like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're uh, in a boxing match, or you're in some sort of competition in front of a lot of people, you're always going to be super nervous, but as soon as you do it for a little bit, feel more comfortable yeah you definitely and maybe that's what it was and you know what i honestly don't know why i was because i think too is i, I made a, a really big mistake early and then it i, I kind of got i was getting really frustrated with myself yeah like i was like god reese you're an idiot and then i think i just got into a negative feedback loop right where i just kept making mistakes yeah um i find that i have to be really prepared for the first game like i have to have all my books ready yeah i have to have everything ready because if i go if i show up to the table and my books are just piled into a backpack my list is all scattered all over the place. The models aren't in any kind of order. I'm. It's like I'm basically lost that game. Well, Priest Carl says I needed the mustache. Yeah, but you you make a good point. And so at any yeah. rate, the game was still really really close. Juice barely beat me, and um, I do want to like this isn't Kenny Boucher the Juice. No, Juice is on their their squad. Oh, isn't that Kenny Boucher's nickname also? No, no. he's not the Juice. No. Oh. So uh, I mean, called him uh, that for years. Because like like here's here's just a couple of yeah. examples. Right, I forgot to use my psychic phase twice. I forgot to use Tiggy's minus one to hit twice. Mm -hmm. I forgot to use my apothecary five out of six turns. 
That's bad. It was so bad. And that's would, like a classic first game of a tournament Just so thing, dumb. Where it's like, I played this. Like I moved a unit of scouts yeah. out to take an objective away from him for a swing point, mm-hmm. forgot to shoot and charge him. Yeah. Uh, but then the biggest dumb thing I did, because mm-hmm. like, like despite all the mistakes, I, my overall strategy, I played the game, my overall strategy was really well. I failed in the details. Like mm-hmm. I killed the castle at the top of turn two, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I got, I, I set up a really, really um, nice charge for Bobby G where I cleared his screens. I threw some scout bikers up to like, um, to screen Bobby G. Mm-hmm. He didn't have enough firepower to fly through him. He goes in, chops the castle in half, which Might of Heroes on Bobby G is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, I feel really good. Uh, but then he killed Bobby G in his turn. He didn't get back up. And I was like, ah, I'm still in a really good position. I'll trade Bobby for the castle. Um, but then the, the, the dumb play that cost me the game probably is uh, all Juice had left was 10, like 10 guardsmen, like a couple mortars and two Helverns. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to charge and wrap up the Helverns because they can't leave combat. They mm-hmm. can't walk over people. Yeah. So it's not a given, right? But like if if I make the charge and he doesn't kill so many of them that I can't wrap him up, mm-hmm. I touch both the Helverns in combat. They both lose their like last shooting phase and it was all he had left that really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And they're stuck, yeah. right? I would probably have won the game, but there, there's a couple failure points. Like if you rolled hot and I failed all my saves, it could have mm-hmm. still not worked out. And I literally forgot to do it. Yeah, I just forgot to charge him. And I was just like, God, what are you doing right now? And Juice was nice enough. He's like, you know what? On a four up, you can still do it. Yeah. I did. I failed the roll, but that was very, right. very nice of him. Um, so I, just, I played like an idiot. It was still relatively close though. Yeah. So uh, pretty good. And then the second time I played that, that list, um, I misplayed the first turn. I should have bum rushed him with my whole army on turn one. I think I could have taken it, but he was rolling fire. I was rolling ice. And uh, he got me. It was still relatively close mm-hmm. at the end of that game with that with the super list. Um, I think he had like some mortars, two units of catachans, which were on objectives, um, and then he had the castellan. And it, like I think he might have had just like a character here or there, but most of his army was dead. So mm-hmm. and the reason I say that is not to again say I'm the best player. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's just to tell you out there if you're a space marine player and you're kind of like, how do I deal with this? Yeah, you can because mm-hmm. both Juice and uh, Eric, the the other player I played with that list. I took out almost their entire army. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took heavy casualties too, definitely, but you can do it. You're totally um, totally capable of doing it. Uh, and then I guess just to, since we're going through it, my last game, I played a super nice guy with <clears> one <throat> of the most beautiful armies I've ever seen. I actually wanted to drop at that point because I'd only gotten yeah. two hours of sleep the night before. I was so tired. Um, but they were like, hey, we really need somebody to play him because he ended up winning best overall, I think. Mm-hmm. They're like, he needs his points to get best overall. You know, it's not fair to just give him a, a win because he's mm-hmm. in the hunt and we need somebody to be on the stream. I was like, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I just, I played very badly. I was so tired and um, I should have won the game and I did not, mm-hmm. but he was such a cool guy, um, such a beautiful army. I have no problem yeah. losing that game. He was a really, really cool dude, but I just played like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just too tired. Yeah. Um, so that was it. That was my experience. Hopefully that was enjoyable. Uh, never mind. Jumbo said he loved the analysis, so I'm, I'm glad you did. Glad I just didn't talk for like 20 minutes to no effect. But uh, does anybody have any questions for us before we wrap up the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, Crack Fiasco Game says, uh, after that game, Eric was talking about how insane your list was and how well it did despite it being Space Marines. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I played Eric, he pulled a trick. I, I just, I brain farted. I forgot that the Knight Strat 
the, to ignore uh, um, mortal wounds on a five plus. Mm-hmm. I for, I thought it was only psychic powers. Like I just brain farted. Mm-hmm. And then he also did the strat where he gave his infantry a five up invul save, which he buffed up to a three up mm-hmm. invul save. And then like that well played to him. He How did, did he do that? It's uh, there's some combo strats and that would like take cover and uh, uh, psychic powers. Okay. So I was sitting there and I was like, oh shit, my first round of shooting is gonna be very poor. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I would have bum rushed him and moved my scouts to kill either the priest or Strachan um, with sniper fire, because mm-hmm. I bum rushed him on turn two and I still killed most of his army, but he yeah. got two turns to shoot me. If I would have done that on turn one and I was able to snipe one of those critical characters, mm-hmm. now his Catachans can't beat me in combat. I my whole army hits him on turn two. I think I win the game. Mm-hmm. You never know, of course, right? right? You still got to roll the dice. But um, that was my big goof on that one, is if I would have committed turn one instead of turn two, mm-hmm. I would have had more bodies to throw at him, reroll everything, Space Marines, kill the shit out of guard. Like, yeah. it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it is, I came in, like, in two waves. It just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I had some God, I had some bad luck. Like, he had a Smash Captain come down. He killed two units of Scout Bikers. I shot him with the, the banner. Mm-hmm. Did 30, no, like, 26, 24 wounds to him and didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. I was like... <laughs> okay it's just you know, one of those games mm-hmm. it's just the way it goes but losing my guy to the hellhound in combat was so inglorious yeah. oh brother um, uh, on Zoku you can see my list on um, BCP uh, definitely uh, check it out and I'll be doing a full write up too uh, what can Tau players do to be more competitive asks Sabat TC Tau players are doing really good mm-hmm. um, I know Todd Silber performed well uh, there was a couple players that did well. I think one, I think a, ta- a Tau player made the top six. There's a Tau player in the Invitational that was doing really well. There were a couple of them. Yeah. There, it's not a bad army. I don't know no, why not people at all. think it's such a bad army. And the other thing, too, is like how many yeah. people were like, it was funny because a lot of people were complaining about Space Wolves, mm-hmm. but then all the, the, I would call the top tier players were like, Space Wolves have so many amazing combos. Right. So I think that uh, a lot of people were feeling angsty about the Space Wolf Codex mm-hmm. uh, in regards to how competitive they are. I think if you just hang tight, those combos are going to rise up. They're really strong. Yeah. Um, I, I was really shocked to see the, 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 the negative that, reaction. The, one of the bigger issues that people don't think about is that these big events, like the really good players take the best stuff to bring. Yeah. Right? So like every army has the ability to be fantastic. Some combos right now are really good. You see the best players taking those combos, so surprise, you're going to see those combos in the top because those players are taking them. It doesn't mean that Tyranids are bad or Tau are bad. It's just the top players aren't using those. Again, it does come down to players. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy right. to an extent. But, but if you look at the overall events and how those armies do, they do well. Yeah. You can't just focus on the top tournaments because those top players are going to bring the most optimized. And a lot of times they, they, they decide amongst themselves what they think the best thing is and then they all play it. And then they all play it. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because right. like my whole goal was just to show people mm-hmm. you don't like that you do not have to follow what everyone else is saying. Like I brought Space Marines, I wanted right. to go top bracket, I did. And uh, I felt great. And I both the game all the both the games I lost to the super list, I totally could have won the game. Right. It's an uphill battle for sure, right. but you can totally do it. Right. But like if, if Aaron Along and Nick Nanavati and all these top players went to an event and brought Tyranids. You probably would see Tyranids in the top 10. You probably would. That's just how it works. Yeah. Um, let's answer some of these questions. So how do you use your Stern Guard in that list or in general? Says Tommy Nick. Stern Guard are one of my favorite units, period. I use them all the time. Absolutely love them. They were definitely better in my Raptors list when I could deep strike them with uh, Lias Isodon. That's stupid. <laughs> that is ridiculously good. 
However, I was just putting them on foot, and uh, what I would do is I would usually keep my scout bikers back as a counter attack mm -hmm. unit, um, and then they come up, swoosh people, and I do the with the stern guard. I play them ultra aggressively, right? Like I would put them on the line, jam at people. Most people won't shoot them because they're not an immediate threat. Mm -hmm. When they get into optimal threat range, they light people up. What they're exceptionally good at is killing guardsmen, right? If someone's got 80 catachans or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, in, in an optimal setting, stern guard will kill like 35, 40 in one turn because mm -hmm. they can shoot two units, mm -hmm. pop their strat with Bobby G. They can, they're pretty good odds that they're going to kill eight to 10. So they can kill two units with, in one shooting phase. Then they charge. They have 21 attacks in melee. Again, with four rerolls from Bobby G, they will obliterate another unit easily mm -hmm. in combat. So, you That's know, why you run multiple small units. Yeah, <laughs> and you can charge them into multiple units, right. and then they're, they may not wipe them out, but they're going to do a lot of damage. Like, I had games where they would kill 30, 40, 50 um, light units, mm -hmm. and then, then your opponent has to counterattack. And again, if you've got the banner in position, they're shooting and attacking as they die. Mm -hmm. So you're getting mad mileage out of them, and my apothecary would often be bringing Sterngard back to life. So they, they died almost every game to the man, but they were, the, the impact they had on the game was tremendous. Um, like if a vehicle got close, mm -hmm. like an Artemia Hellhounds, perfect example. They come close, you pop your strat, you're wounding them on fours instead of fives. And then with, with your main man, Bobby G, they're going to they're gonna put a shit ton of wounds on the vehicle because they only get a five up save. If you take the Storm of Fire Warlord trait, they go to AP3 on a five or six to wound. So now that it's like a plasma gun, they're getting a six up save. Um, they'll wreck vehicles. They may not destroy it by themselves. But you shoot them first, and then you go to your Devastator Squad or your Scout Snipers to finish them off. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love the Stern Guard. Mm -hmm. Hands down, one of the best units in my list. Um, you just, you just got to be kind of mindful in the way you play them, right? Don't, don't just throw them away, mm -hmm. but um, just think it through. And remember, their, their gun is 30-inch range. Their rapid fire is at 15. So I think they're great. Yeah. Um, I think Space Wolves offer different strengths to the uh, Imperial Soup Army, says Axe of Entropy. So someone will figure out um, ways to make it work in an overall uh, list. And that's what you're probably going to see. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of really good combos. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did uh, Tutin 322 any Blood Angel model build surprise you at the attorney? I didn't play against any, so I, I don't know. I'm sure that there was some good ones. Um, uh, K-Dash says, all you have to do is never fully trust the internet when they say something is good or bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, except in the instance of the super list, that was clearly good. But don't 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 drink the Kool Aid when people say that you know some faction's unplayable or some unit is unplayable. Right. It's just not true. Um, and I hopefully I helped prove that point because that was my goal. Um, if you play Space Wolf, stink counter assault says Agent X Man. Yep, that's good. Uh, but then Wolf Priest Carl says always trust the salty banana and that. It's a good way to end the show. That's a good way to end the show. Yeah, always okay. trust. The trust the banana. Don't trust the hidden banana. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, remember, we have a brand new FLG mat available. Check that out. We'd be perfect for games like Adeptus Titanicus, Drop Zone Commander. Yep. Also, if you want to come to the SoCal Open, please get your tickets. And if you want to pick up any of the new GW goodies, please do so. You can get them from a discount. At a discount from us. Boom. There you go. Until next time, y'all. See you next week.